Talk, a PCM podcast. We've got the song that we're playing called My Jesus. We're going to talk about that here in a little bit. But you and I were actually born to be natural enemies, believe it or not. Did you know that? I did not. You didn't know that? Well, (laughs) and here's why. You're a Lexington native, correct? I am a Louisville native. Oh, no. (laughs) So are you of the University of Kentucky persuasion? Yes, definitely oh my. not Louisville. Yes, I am a Louisville, Kentucky <laughs> graduate and uh, oh, alumni no. and everything. So um, we'll, we'll try. We'll try to make this interview at least uh, you know be a little civil. So uh, yes. I, you're a hunter. I see. I see antlers on the wall behind you and things like that. So yeah, you know. I bought actually bought those from an antique store, and then I have another one over here that my brother um, killed a deer and then left it in the at our farm yeah. to like I guess to get all the skin off right um, and then we like stuffed it with greenery and it's super cute up here i mean <laughs> cute for me but some people would probably be like oh but yeah i love um i do love hunting a lot so. there you go hey wh- how old were you when you first went hunting your very first time um i think i was around 11 or 12 wow yeah jacob wanted he wanted to take me younger but i just never really had an interest in it until then i didn't go a lot um, but I definitely went a few times and then when he passed away, I haven't been since he passed away. So now, was your dad a hunter too, or just your big brother? Yeah, my dad, he did hunt a little bit, but Jacob was a big duck hunter. So that was Jacob's pride and joy was duck hunting. And he actually got a dog. Um, we still have her. Her name is Sally. She's a Boykin Spaniel and he actually, um, got her for duck hunting. And so he was like a big duck hunter and all that kind of stuff. So. So, Anne, what is something that only people like you and me and real bluegrass natives would know about Kentucky? Oh, my goodness. Well, okay. The grass actually has a blue tint to it. (laughs) And I guess, I don't know if people know that or not, but I didn't know that until just a couple weeks ago. And my mom, well, I mean, like, I I knew that the grass was just really extra, like, pretty there. But my mom was like, Anne, it's called bluegrass state because it literally the grass is a blue tint to it um and uh so that's probably i guess it's a pretty obvious do you know um, why it has a blue tint to it i don't it has to do with the limestone that most of kentucky is set on in yeah. fact if you and i were jack daniels um connoisseurs that's why bourbon is so prolific in kentucky because wow. it causes that water going through that limestone so you know there you That's go. That's so cool. I didn't know that. You yeah. just taught me something. <laughs> have you ever been to the Kentucky Derby? I have. Uh, no, I have not. I've been to um, Keeneland, but I've Keeneland. never been to the Derby. So yeah, the the horse barns and things driving through Lexington, Kentucky, driving through your part of Kentucky is just incredible. I mean, there's horses out there that live far better than most Americans do. Yeah, I know. I I love driving through Kentucky and seeing all the different horses. That's that's my favorite part of Kentucky. Like I love when I get to go home because I live in Nashville now, but uh-huh. I love when I get to go home and just drive through, you know, all the different roads and country roads and just see the horses and the farms and the cows and um, I love Kentucky. I, I miss it a lot now that I'm I'm here in um, yeah. Nashville, but We've been down here now in the the Chattanooga, Tennessee area, Ringgold, Georgia is where we actually live. We live down here now for, I guess it's been about 29 years now. And my fam- I still have family in Louisville, though, um, up that yeah. way. So, um, Well, I, I got some audio I want to play for you, and I want you to tell me what you think. You ready to do some vocals? Go, 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 go
I think Ann Wilson's been on the farm a little too long. <laughs> that you do some so vocal funny. training with the cows on your farm there. Is that right? I love cows. A lot of people don't, but I just, I think cows are cute. Like I want to get one one day that can live inside of my home, like the mini yeah. cows. Oh yeah. And, and then they can like sleep in the same bed as me. Like that would be so cute. <laughs> All right, Ann Wilson, the co-writer and singer of My Jesus, the new song there. And, oh, my goodness, you wrote that with legend Jeff Pardo and Matthew West. What was that songwriting experience like when you actually sat down and wrote that? That was so amazing. Um, that was my second write with Matthew West. And so I'm, I've always been a huge fan of him. So that was like a dream yeah. come true. And then Jeff Pardo is one of my really good friends. He's like my best friend and brother in the industry. And so um, that was just, it was a super fun day. And when we wrote the song, I mean, it was very, it was very awesome. And, but we didn't really think that that would be the first single. Um, and we didn't decide on that until like four or five months after we wrote the song. And so it was such a fun day. Um, and, uh, we actually wrote another song the same day that came, that's coming out in August. Awesome. Um, it's a song about me and my brother and our memories at the farm. And so, uh, it was a very, a very productive day. Good. Okay, so do, where was it at? Where was that songwriting experience at? Uh, it was in Nashville at Jeff Pardo's home studio. Oh, there you go. Did they provide any kind of snack food for you or anything during the writing session? Do you remember? Um, I I don't think so, no. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew and I have a long-running feud here about uh, what snacks create the most, you know, generate the most creativity and things. Yes. So. My snacks, I always bring them, but they don't, well, like we always get food, but my snacks are macro bars. Cause I'm like, I try to eat healthy and they're very good. They don't, they don't taste healthy, but they're like, um, chocolate peanut butter, like protein bars. Yeah. And so that's always what I bring to rights. And I always like, and Duncan, I live off of Dunkin' Donuts coffee. It's like, it's my everything. And so that's what gets me through rights is having Duncan. So have you tried the fit crunch bars? I have. Those are actually really good. Uh, yeah, I love those. Th that's my lunch every day. Uh, Chef yeah. Robert Irvine, those are great. They're baked. But all right, so Big Daddy Weave, Casting Crowns, I Am They, Matthew West, Darn from We Are Messengers. Uh, my goodness, you are just checking off the list of artists you've been able to share the stage and, and co-writing things yeah. like that. Who's next? Who would Who would blow your mind if you could appear with or write with? Okay, so this is not information that has been released yet. It will be soon, so I'll go ahead and tell you. But I'm going on tour with Zach Williams in the spring, and I'm so excited. Um, he has been my dream artist to collab with since I started you know, writing songs and getting into the music industry. And so I'm very, very excited for that. And then I guess after him, um, honestly, Dolly Parton, which is probably never going to happen, but I do love her, and she is like one of my biggest influences musically. So that would be a dream come true to work with her. You'd be surprised at how connected Miss Dolly is with Christian music and how she's got her ear and her eye out there. Oh, yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if her people call your people here soon. Oh, so that'd I be pretty. Love that. All right. So brag on your band for a minute. 
I love my band. Um, we have kind of gone through some shifts and seasons and changing things. Of course, um, my original band came from Kentucky and, um, you know, I think a lot of band members get to a point in life where they're just ready to either start a family or just be home with their kids more or whatever. So my most recent band that we've kind of just got to spend a weekend together, um, in Alabama at Mark Hall's youth camp. That was so cool. I got to meet Mark Hall for the first time and get to hang out with Casting Crowns. Um, and so we just got to spend a whole weekend together, which was so fun. So um, Matt Podesla is my lead guitar player. He actually has toured with Matt Marr, um, Casting Crowns, um, Chris Tomlin. Oh my goodness, the list goes on and on and on. Um, those are the three off the top of my head, but he is an amazing guy. Super fun. Um, I have another guy in my band. <laughs> His name is Trey Chestnut. We call him Chestnut. And he <laughs> plays keys. And he is from Barberville, Kentucky, which is where um, mm -hmm. my my dad is from originally. And so that's like a my other home is Barberville, Kentucky. And then Josh is my acoustic guitar player. And he is the sweetest guy ever. He's a dad of the sweetest little boy named Easton. And husband of a sweet lady named Shania and he is amazing super talented they're just a really great band and they're also like my brothers and best friends so it's yeah. the perfect fit. are they super protective of you have you noticed that yet yeah, yeah. it's funny because a few of them I've just recently like met and we're kind of like a brand new band together and we'll be like you know walking places and then they never let me go alone and it's, it's just so <laughs> sweet like they're super protective so so you're dressing the band up like cowboys speaking of outfits and things Kids are going to be heading back to school here before long. You'll know that. Do you remember first day of school outfits? Is that something that you really got into or is it just kind of eh, whatever? Okay. So I went to a private Christian school that my mom founded um, and it was so, so horrible. So we had to wear these uniforms. Yeah. So I, I couldn't wear regular outfits, but the first day of school and like Christmas program and Easter program and the last day of school, we had to wear our like formal uniforms so it was like a plaid red skirt with like hot like socks that go up to your knees and then like this like I guess it was like just like a long sleeve white like button-up shirt and then like this jacket and I hated it <laughs> it was so miserable I was like I I hate wearing these clothes and I had to do it every first and last day of school so oh my goodness so no you couldn't no freedom of expression or anything like that as far as clothes no, not at all. <laughs> oh my goodness. The official video for Jay, for uh, for My Jesus. How in the world did you endure that? People may not know the story behind mm -hmm. My Jesus. How if you want to share that with us. Yeah. So My Jesus came from the place of losing my brother in a car accident 4 years ago. Jacob was the same, my brother. Um he was 23 years old. Wow. And he was killed in a car accident and it was um downtown Lexington. Um, I don't know if you've ever been downtown Lexington, mm -hmm. but it was this new intersection that had like, there was a little bit of construction and like the lanes had changed. And so the speed limit was like around 20, 25, whatever. So he was going through an intersection and someone came this way and hit him um, that was going way faster than they should have been going and pushed yeah. him into a pole. And they actually ended up being fine. Thank God they were not injured. Um, but Jacob died on impact. And so, um, we didn't find out until four or five hours after because Jacob did not live with us at the time. And so the police came to our house and they were like, um, you know, is your son Jacob Kent Wilson? And uh, my parents were like, yeah, well, you know, what's going on? And then they already, they had already told my parents by the time I got downstairs to figure out what had happened. And 
it was very, very, very devastating and very hard to get through. And I remember thinking to myself, like, how in the world am I going to push through this tragedy? Um, and I just, there were so many moments where I just wanted to give up and I was so hopeless, but the Lord continued to give me what I needed during that time. And one of the things that he started to do in my life was just to kind of give me this desire to journal. And so I would just kind of take some time to journal and get my thoughts out on paper and to talk to the Lord and just kind of write prayers and things that were on my heart. And, um, so then about two and a half years later, after that, I started to write songs and I would come to Nashville, um, you know, while still in high school, going back and forth and writing songs and going back to school. And, um, And so I started writing and I looked back into my journals one day and I realized that I had never written Jesus, God or Lord. And it was like, or any other name that you would refer to him as. And it was just my Jesus. And I remember kind of being like, this is crazy that I've only ever referred to him as my Jesus. Because when I would write it, I wouldn't think like, oh, I'm referring to him as my Jesus. It would just kind of flow. And when I was writing... And so um, it was almost like God kind of like said to me, like, Anne, you're writing, like what you're writing is true. Like I am yours and you are mine and we have a relationship. And growing up, I had always viewed God as a distant God until that moment of like really realizing that he was a personal and intimate God that we could have a relationship with. And so my Jesus came out of that place of losing Jacob and processing grief and loss. And when we started talking through music video ideas, Um, and as a team and management and label and all those conversations, um, it was kind of one of those things where it was like a no brainer to, to, to do the story of, of my life and how I lost Jacob. And, um, and it was, it was a very hard day. If I'm going to be honest, it was a very hard day to get through. Um, it was crazy. And so we, um, we were just as a family, like I remember, so my mom and my sister and my dad were there, the four of us. And, uh, there was just a few moments where I would have to go into a room and just, you know, shut the door and cry and process things. Um, but it was also healing in a, in like in kind of a crazy way. Cause you wouldn't think that that would be healing, but it was like, God was continuing to show himself faithful during that time. Yeah. And at the time I didn't realize what, what he was going to do with the song and, and how he was going to use it to impact people. Uh, but I knew that there was something so special about the music video and the way that the um, director was, you know, pulling the story together and all that kind of stuff. And so I think it was just, it was a very hard day, but it was also very healing. And it was also, um, it was kind of closure for me in a way, because it was like we were reliving all of the moments that we did with Jacob and losing him. But it was kind of closure because it was like, okay, this has been almost four years now. I'm, I'm really learning now to have to live with it and accept the reality of it all. Isn't it super cool that our God does things like that? He takes something tragic and does yeah. something incredible, which is what he's doing through that song, My Jesus. And I don't know, as, as I was hearing you share, there's just one thought. I mean, I am so glad that your keyboard player didn't write that song, or we'd be singing Plum Jesus right now the whole time. So anyway, <laughs> hey, what was the most incredible thing about Jacob, your brother? What would you say his legacy is, besides the awesome thing God's doing through this song that he uh, inspired? Jacob was a very kind person. Um you know, I think especially in this world nowadays, we always talk about being kind to one another. Um, but Jacob was like the definition of that. He would go into a room and talk to strangers. Um, he would go into his high school cafeteria room and would go out of his way to include those who were being left out and to make them feel loved. And that's like, that's reality. That's who he was. Um, he loved people very well. And I remember 
being 14 and 15, the last couple of years I got to spend with him, um, and you know, in this lifetime at least was, uh, he would always lecture me. And at the time I was always like, Jacob, I don't want to listen to this. Like, this is annoying, you know? <laughs> and, uh, but I just, I remember like the last couple of times he lectured me, I really listened and I, I didn't know why I was listening. Um, I think that God was kind of giving me that, um, for what was to come, but I just was listening and I was like, Jacob, like, you know, I, I want to hear all of your wisdom that you have to offer. And he taught me so many incredible things during those couple last couple times. And he was so giving, like he would do anything that anyone would ever ask of him. If a stranger asked him to do something crazy, he would do it. Like that's just who he was. And he was such an incredible model of just like a godly man that I can look up to for my future husband one day. Yeah. And also just for my, you know, my kids one day, like I cannot wait to tell my children one day about the man of God that he was and the way that he protected me and the way that he loved me and my sister and the way that he um, just loved people well. And so honestly, I think that every human being who got the opportunity to meet Jacob, they just instantly loved him. And you just couldn't help but love him when you met him. Well, you, you started down this path, future husband there. Is there a young man that's making your liver quiver yet? No, <laughs> not yet, huh? So, what are you looking for in a uh, in, in your future husband? Oh man, um, I really, I mean, I I don't really know. It's just like kind of up to God, and um, I think like I, I honestly am so busy right now. I don't even really have time to think about it, you know. Um, but I'm just so like expectant for what God has, and I'm just like God, whatever you want, you can give to me. So, so you're 19, correct? Still 19. Yeah. Yeah. At what age, realistically, do you think you'll be mom? You'll be wife oh and mom. I don't know. I'm not ready for that. <laughs> uh, probably, I would say like late twenties. Okay. Um, I want to figure out first what God has for this and what this music journey is going to look like. Um, so yeah, probably late late twenties. Okay. And a lot of your Facebook posts, your skin looks so dark. What's the secret? What's some of your best skincare tips and uh, makeup tips? And I've been asked to ask this, so I'm not going to forfeit my man card or anything by asking this. So what do you think? Okay. That's so funny that you're asking this. Um, <laughs> I, I love like tanning. So when it's sunny outside, I'm outside, I'm tanning. I love to have like tan skin. That's like my favorite thing. I use um, Belief. It's the brand Belief Aqua Bomb Moisturizer. That stuff's great. Um, my sister is super into skincare, so she'll give me like her stuff every now and then that she buys and will be like, Ann, you need to use this. Um, and honestly, I mean, I really just do moisturizer and then my makeup, I just get it from uh, Sephora, which is a makeup store. I don't know if you know I, Sephora. I know all about Sephora. I've been married 30 years. I know all about that. <laughs> Um, and then Estee Lauder Foundation. So that's oh, there pretty you much go. It. There you go. All right. Last question, Ann. How can we pray and minister to Ann Wilson right now? Oh, my goodness. Um, that is so sweet. Oh, just praying for the future and um, all that God has and um, just that he would continue to lead me in the way in which I should go, which he's been doing. So, Awesome. Can I pray with you real quick? 
Absolutely. I would love that. Hey, God, thank you so much for Anne. And thank you, Lord, for uh, just the way that you use her and you have been using her and the way you're going to continue to use her. God, it's amazing to see what can happen when somebody is so flexible and so moldable in your hands. And Lord, I thank you for protecting her and her family through uh, the tragic loss of Jacob. And God, I thank you for what you've done through that and how you've brought beauty from that and, and how you're continuing to reach people and impact people because of that. Lord, as the world is now opening up and people are back out to enjoying live music and music in person, I pray that you would protect Anne and her band as they're out traveling as they're going from uh, from place to place, each of those a holy moment in front of you as they're able to share the love that you've given them and the love that they have for you. God, just continue to protect her, guide her path, keep her on the straight and narrow for you. Bless her family, two fathers. I know they miss her. In your name we pray. Amen. Hope Talk, a PCM podcast.